0: Webster's defines endurance. We've talked about endurance, but I don't think I've given this word fortitude. The ability to last, to continue, or to remain. The Lord wants you to continue, doesn't want you to give up. We've been studying the themes for the last few weeks, and as I conclude, we, we need to recognize that there is both a cost and a blessing connected to the ability to remain. Uh, last week, I talked about two suggestions on how to cultivate endurance. Do you remember what the first one was? It was to make a wholehearted commitment. You need to make a commitment. How many know if you go on a diet, you have to make a commitment? You have to commit to it. Now, I can make a commitment and then not follow it through, right? I know I've done that, especially with exercising. You start getting up first of the year, go at 6 a.m. I don't know what, what drives us to do that at 6, because we're not going to last doing that. Few of you do. Most of us don't. Six o'clock just comes too early. Nobody was meant to be up at six o'clock working out. Amen. But we've got to make a commitment. You know, your walk with Christ started with a commitment, it didn't end with a commitment. It started with a commitment. And I want you to know in our lives as Christians, we have to recommit. How many of you have had to recommit to your marriage, have had to recommit to your job, have had to recommit to relationships? Not because they were good, probably because they were bad. It's easy to recommit when they're good, but sometimes when they're challenging, either we tuck tail and run or we commit. It said, if you remember in Acts, we looked last week, Barnabas spoke of the purpose of heart. Heart. Make it up in your mind that you are going to serve God and you are going to stick it out regardless, no matter who does or who doesn't. Doesn't matter whether it's raining or sunshining. Doesn't matter. Those factors have those things have no impact on my commitment. It's like my marriage. No circumstance can change that commitment unless I let it. How many of you have let circumstances change your direction? Don't. Don't let circumstances change your direction. Let the Lord change your direction. Somebody say amen. Amen. Man, if we would do that and stop focusing on the circumstance and focus on the Lord. We've got... To be determined not to give up. The second principle came from Hebrews eleven twenty-seven, where we saw that Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who was invisible. Moses' faith was related to the unseen. And you know what? If we're going to hold out, the unseen world has got to be more real than the seen world. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Do you guys have if, you've got, if y'all got your Bibles, start flipping with me. I only have a few scriptures tonight, but try to go with me tonight if you would. You might want to underline something. Something might jump off the page. You may want to come back to this. But for our light affliction, now, this is Paul talking about light affliction. That will help put it into perspective. How many of you know that the major thing that you're facing, the major thing you were facing last year doesn't look that major now? You could probably say it was light affliction, probably compared to what you're facing today. Right, The things in the past don't look quite as big. For our lot of affliction, which is for but a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What you're going through, there is, there is something at the end of this. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen or not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. They're those things that are eternal. They don't change. And you know what? They are in the Word. They don't change. Can I encourage you? Stay in the Word. Get in the Word. Don't just take five, five minutes a day with your Bible. Read it. Meditate on it. Chew on it. Now get, catch this. Believe it. Live it. Ask the Holy Spirit to make it real to you. Do you know that part of the responsibility of the Holy Spirit is to speak what the Father is saying? That He is our cellular hookup between earth and heaven? And He doesn't drop calls. He's not on AT&T. You ever had a call get dropped at the most critical time? God doesn't drop calls. He doesn't screen calls. He doesn't hit an ignore button. He doesn't put you on hold. He will answer you. Ask the Holy Spirit to make it real to you. You Say, Pastor, I've never talked to the Holy Spirit. Then do it right now. Holy Spirit, how are you? Are you doing okay? I need you. I've never had a conversation with you. But the pastor's saying, I need to talk to you. Okay, Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me in the decisions I'm about to make. I ask you right now, Holy Spirit, to speak to me as I preach this message right now. And anything that you want to say to this congregation, I am a vessel ready to work on your behalf. Tell us what the Father is saying. Speak to the Holy Spirit. And as as we get in the Word, and as the Word becomes so real to you, when you start really filling your cup with the presence of the Lord and with the Word of God, no temptation can overtake you. It's impossible. The Word of God tells us that we will not be tempted more than what we can stand. If you've got the word in you, if you are full of the Holy Spirit and you are trying with everything in you, doesn't mean you're perfect, but you're trying, temptation will not get you. You'll get it. You will overcome it. You know, I, I take it for granted that as we sing these songs, that you know the scriptures that they come from, but we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. I believe that's Revelation 12:11. We overcome Satan. Did I say overcome the Lamb? We, we overcome Satan. We overcome sin by the blood, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony, and that we will stick with the Lord until the end, and that we will stick with Him. When we stick with Him, Satan will not get us. Amen? Amen. I believe in enjoying life and exercising in pleasure. pleasure. And you know what? I have been delivered from legalism. But I don't want to love the world nor the things that are in the world because 1 John 2.15 says, If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And can I tell you, I owe everything to God the Father. And I don't want to be disloyal to him. I want to show him my gratitude and my appreciation. He has made me his child and an heir of Christ. And I want to respond with appreciation and good, of his goodness. And I want to keep my eyes on the things that are not seen. And I can tell you today, it's been one of the hardest days I've had, and I don't know how long. How many of you have a hard day? Do you ever face, am I the only person that faces anything? It is hard to stay on track. I will tell you, in worship, I had a complete, I want to say it was a demonic attack, try to, try to rip me out of my worship during overcome of all songs. I have never experienced that, and I felt like it started to affect the whole congregation. Satan will will Satan is trying to completely take you out. And he's trying to take me out. But I want you to know that God wins. And all I had to do was identify what was trying to happen in me and start to apply, not just sing the song, but start to apply. That's why you heard me sing, are you washed in the blood? Let's stop for just a second and figure out what's important. What's important, Lord? It's my son's blood. It is what my son has done for you. You want that thing to get off of you? Go back to the cross. Go and access what my son did for you. The price that has been paid for you. Go back to that. You go back to that. Whatever that is it's trying to attach to you will go. Can you see that even even in church... I heard Lyndall Cooley sing a song about uh, the song that I love to sing, I've Been Delivered. And in the middle of his song, he just talks about it. He said, I was, I was covered in sin. I was, I was living it up. And then he said, and I was in the church. Satan doesn't care if you come to church. What runs him off is the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus. Pastor, how do I access the blood of Jesus? You know what? We come to the Lord. We come to the table of the Lord. We ask the Lord to say, Lord Jesus, I have given my heart to you. I've given my heart as a Christian to you, Lord, when I was five years old. And what that means is, is that if I truly accept that Jesus Christ has died for my sins, I can access that blood. No longer do we have to do like the days of the Passover and go and kill a lamb and, and, and slaughter it and get the blood in the basin and go and get the hyssop and the branches and go and start to pour it over the doors. Nope, I can do that with my mouth. The Lord now responds, and the Lord responded then, but he responds now by his son Jesus and what he has done. No longer do we have to have a priest go and kill a lamb. Death had to replace what was deserved, even before Jesus was born. Death had to replace. We needed to die for our sins, so a lamb had to take the place of it, or a cow, or whatever they had killed. But when Jesus came completely perfect without sin, it was done. But now, when I struggle, I have to come back to that altar and say, Lord Jesus, I am in need of your blood again. I'm telling you, it's, it's as, it's as simple, our victory is as simple as coming to the Lord. My problem is I try to do it by every means possible other than coming to the Lord. Try to do it on my own. Try to keep my head above the water and not drowned in shark-infested waters with 100-pound weights on my feet. It's impossible. But for some reason, sometimes I'm just not smart enough to realize wait a minute, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. And you know, I'm sitting there drowning. And as soon as I get my focus, my focus was never off God. But Satan tries to come in and just drop a little seed. Do you ever have a thought? A thought about your spouse or a thought about your relationships or a thought about your boss or just a thought right in the middle of your your quiet time? Anybody with me? I mean, I'm not talking about your heathen time. I'm talking about your quiet time. But y'all know what your heathen time is? It's when we're not doing the things we're supposed to be doing. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in it. I'm really not hardly wanting to get too far away. There's a song that says, The cross before me, the world behind me. Should no one join me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. I heard it about every third Sunday, and I got to hear all 46 verses over and over and over during the altar call at First Baptist. I know that song. I think there's like 12 verses, and we'd sing them all, and we'd sing them four or five times. And we didn't need the screens. We knew it. But the cross before me, the world behind me, you know what? Something about repetition gets it beyond your, gets it into your memory. There's something good about what I learned in that church, singing that song over and over. That when everything comes at me, the cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back. I've decided to follow Jesus. Jesus. Two more endurance builders, and then I'm going to close. The first one is as important as simple. And if you remember from last week, don't give up. Others before you have failed, and let me tell you, I'm one of them. But one of Satan's most clever tricks is to convince you that you're a failure and that you might as well give up. He'll try to tell you that God has given up on you. Don't believe him. Can I tell you why? He's a liar. He's a liar. thing trying to separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Satan will try, but if you don't let him, nothing can. But for some reason, sometimes we let him. You know, we have... I don't even know that I want to share this. We've gone through a season where people have said things about us personally. And you know the bad thing is Elizabeth and I started to believe it. You start to hear, you know, if your father or your mother or your family or your, someone close to you in authority over you or someone that should love you speak something over you, you have a hard time fighting that off if it's not true but you hear it over and over and over and then you just get that little seed maybe I am like that maybe I am a bad person maybe maybe that's true and you know sometimes it, it takes you know when it talks about a miry pit that's not something you come out of easily people can't pull you out of that the Lord will pull you out of that. But you've got to learn to identify the lie. That's why if you've got the Word in you and the Holy Spirit at work in you, you can recognize a lie. You know, it's the, it's the month of politics. I had somebody email me today, yesterday. I don't know when it was. He said, I just wanted you to know your church is the talk of the town having that sign out there on your property. just wanted you to know. I would like to encourage you guys to make us the talk of the town. That the Holy Spirit is here. And that the blood of Jesus is at work in this church. And the, this, this, this month of politics is just a bunch of stuff you've got to figure out. Are they telling the truth or are they lying? Who's telling the truth? Because the debates will end and they've got somebody to come in as soon as it's over. Called the truth squad, whatever they're called. Have you all seen that? Someone to just start taking the facts and say, well, that wasn't true, and that wasn't true, and that wasn't true. This was partly true, but that wasn't true. I'm sorry, lady, you're not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will show me truth. If those who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Church, our road ahead is not impossible. The Lord has given us strict, clear instructions. We're going to start, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, starting to look at the Sermon on the Mount. And the Lord has given us specific instructions for victory. They start with the eight Beatitudes. Specific instructions for how to be blessed. But because you read them... Doesn't mean you're blessed. Because you come in here and sit under a sermon, it doesn't give you the ticket to be blessed. It's blessed are those who do the next part, blessed are those who follow through with what the Lord has said. Those are the ones. So it's my, it's my, it, it's the conviction of my heart. For church on the hill to come back to Second Chronicles, seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, what is our our command to humble ourselves and pray and seek him? Do you know how to pray? You know, you'd be surprised how people would say, I don't know how to pray. Father, now, you say, Pastor, why do you pray to the Father? Well, Jesus said, when I pray, pray, Father, our Father who art in heaven. So typically, I pray to the Father, and I will pray to Jesus, and I will pray to the Holy Spirit. But typically, I pray to the Father. Now, that's me. You may have been taught differently. That's how I've been taught. Father, Father. Right now, in Jesus' name, I just come under your authority. And, Lord, I just want to tell you, I'm seeking after you. I'm going to get in your word today, and I'm going to be looking for you. But, Lord, as Second Chronicles seven fourteen tells me to humble myself and pray. Lord, I'm praying, and I'm seeking your face. And, Lord, one way that I know how to seek your face is by reading your word. And, Lord, as I read your word, I ask you to bring conviction of whatever sin I may have in my heart. What I mean by conviction is, Lord, shine the light of where I am deceived. Show me where I'm missing it because I want to repent of it. What does repent mean? Repent means to turn from what I'm doing, to stop doing what I'm doing, and to not only that, turn and go the other way. But, Lord, as I do that and as I seek your face and as I turn from my my wicked ways, Lord, I ask you right now to start to make a way for me in the direction that I'm going in and to show me the direction I need to go in. Lord, that you would bless my marriage and bless my children, bless my family and bless my church. Lord, I'm in desperate need of you. And Lord, I come according to your word and according to your kingdom. And your word says, if I would seek you first in your kingdom and your righteousness, then all these things will be added unto me. Well, Lord, I'm going to try my best this week to walk in righteousness. What does that mean? To do the right things according to your word. Lord, the only way I can know what the right things to do is to know your word. And, Lord, I I expect, I am in expectation, Lord, and what that means is I believe with all my heart that you will fulfill your part. Thank you, Lord, for a victorious week. Amen. I'm not done yet if I will humble myself and pray and seek your face and turn from my wicked ways. Now, church, that's enough to take up your day. The Lord is desiring righteousness from you. The Lord is desiring your whole heart. But he's also desiring to bless you. When he blesses you, it comes from his good pleasure, meaning he loves to bless his children. I want to encourage you, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit your marriage. Don't quit your walk with the Lord. Don't quit on your kids. Don't quit your job. Endure. But as you get up in the morning, I want you to start to think, Lord, how would you walk this day out? I'm never going to be you. I can never be perfect. I'm not perfect. But, Lord, how do I walk this day out according to your word in righteousness? And, Lord, when I fall down, I'm going to repent and get back up. And you know what the Lord says to do? When you fall down and you get back up and you repent, hit the delete button. You've just brought the cross in and it's all behind the cross now and move forward again and get after it again. Are you struggling? Are you battling? Get in the word. Get with the Holy Spirit. Seek his face. Humble yourself and pray and turn. Humble, seek. Humble, pray, seek, turn. Father, in Jesus' name, I just, Lord, I just pray for mercy. Your your mercies are new every morning. And, Lord, I thank you that when we come to your throne, and, Lord, when we come by the blood of Jesus, we come to a throne of mercy and grace. Lord, we need you. And, Lord, I thank you that tonight you give me a discerning spirit to see an attack coming. And Lord, as basic as it is, Lord, if we just apply the blood of Jesus, your word says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Submit to God. Humble yourself. Submit to God. Resist the devil. What is that? That's turning. That's resisting temptation. That's identifying what you're walking through and turning the other direction. Satan is going to flee. I thank you, Lord, that you have given the, you've given us the keys to the kingdom. And, Lord, it starts at the cross. Just pray for our nation. I just pray for this upcoming vote, Lord, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done. Here in our nation, one nation under God. We are still a nation founded by godly men. Thank you Lord. Bless the United States of America. Bless church on the hill. In Jesus name. Amen.